Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Now, today we are going back to the basics. So, if you are a demagogue Christian, those ones who only read uh, Apocrypha. You know Apocrypha? Yeah. Hmm? This, today's message is for you. <laughs> because we are going back to the basics. And again, it, even in the basics, it's about love. So in, in the book of John, chapter 3, there was a man named Nicodemus. There was a man named Nicodemus who came to Jesus by night because he was a Pharisee. Pharisees were the religious demagogues of the day. They are the ones who determined who was doing right and who was doing wrong. They were the law keepers of the time. So being a Pharisee and you know because they are the ones who were attacking Jesus, he couldn't come to, to, to talk to Jesus at CJ's uh, for lunch. He couldn't have a lunch appointment with Jesus at CJ's. Are you following? So instead, he came to him at night in a kafunda. Now, for those of you, if, if the person you're dating, you can only see them at night in a kafunda. Something is not... Yeah. So, anyway. So... <laughs> So he couldn't come out straight and say, hey Jesus, this is going on, these things you're doing. So he came at night and like, oh, you know, if you're in worship harvest, you're a Bible person. So let's go to John 3 and, and let's start at verse 1. I think verse 1 is a good place to start. It says, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus. Now I know so those of you who have been around for a long time and you live around Nakulabie, this is not the one. A ruler of the Jews. Continue verse 2. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. He says, you know, we figured out. And you know, you know Nicodemus, is a man of influence. That's why he can use we when he's the only one talking. I'm teaching better than you're listening. You can you go somewhere and say we. Ah, who is we? Yeah. So it shows you uh, that there are levels. If you can't say we, when and it's one person talking, but he says we. Ah. Yeah, it means that you haven't started leading well. <coughs> so he said, you're understanding. Even the guys inside are understanding. So he says, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Yeah. You know, There has to be an understanding of things. There are things you see and you know God is with him. Or God is with her. And people who can't work that out, they, they suffer in life. Because they keep thinking that people are achieving things by their own what? Money, effort. No, yeah, it's not effort. Yeah. Someone said F for effort, but it's E for effort. So, you, you have, if you're a spiritual person, you must be cognizant of certain things. This man, even though, you see, Nicodemus was a royalty because the more religious you are, the more likely you are to miss God. I'll repeat that. 
the more religious you are, you're given to codes and uh, whatevers, the more likely you are going to miss God. Because most of the Pharisees missed God completely. But somehow Nicodemus, even though he came at night, and some of you need to come at night maybe, even though, yeah, because you're worried about your reputation, even though he came at night, at least he was making sense. So Jesus was willing to engage him in a what? A conversation. Jesus didn't dismiss him and say, ah, you Pharisees, what, what? In fact, it's shocking, but Jesus loved Pharisees. Oh, yes. Jesus loved Pharisees. Jesus would go to Pharisees' houses and eat food. You don't go somewhere and eat food if you don't like the people. Are, we, are you there? Okay. So Jesus loved the Pharisees. So he's talking to this guy. So anyway, Nicodemus throws the opening shot. Is it okay if I come down here? So Nicodemus, you know, pew, pew, we know you're a man. Uh, you're you know, teacher, rabbi. You're a teacher come from God. How do we know? Not the words you say. Mm. Yeah, you see, talk is cheap. Yeah. The Bible says that the queen of Sheba, she saw the wisdom of Solomon. Wisdom is visible. You have to see. When you go and find someone's business and it's working, don't just be like, eh, eh, businesses. You, you try and start one and you'll understand that to have a thing there and it works and they open and close open close failure without shutting down it's a miracle anyway so he says the unless god is with him verse three i hope you are enjoying as much as i am already so jesus answered and said to him most assuredly as in amazimalire huh? i said to you <laughs> Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He cannot see. You'll be there and the kingdom of God is around you and you can't see it. Because it's not visible by just physical eyes. You have to be born again to see. So for example, there are angels here. Yeah. Okay. That, that's up to you to decide whether you believe it or not. Because, but... I, it's true yeah, because there are things that happen in my life that I can't explain apart from the fact that it, it is angels okay and I hope you also have you see if your life is not supernatural it's superficial like Andrew Mark says something is not right so he says unless one is born again he cannot see the kingdom of God Okay, verse 4. Now, are, are, are you tracking? Yeah. So Nicodemus has a what? A, what do they call it? What's the English word? Rebuttal. Mm. He, he, he comes back. He pushes back. Say to him, how can a man be born when he's old? Yeah, like Pastor Chris here. Can he enter a second time it is mother's womb and be born now do you know that there is no stupid question yeah John Maxwell wrote a whole book about questions called great no good leaders ask great questions Amanda is that you when I get all of Europe is here so Amanda leads a mission of committee in Paris aka Paris pa Paris Bonjour. Come as of Welcome. Welcome. Huh? Bienvenue. Yeah, we, we. Now we go learn something. <laughs> you can't handle. Some of us are multilingual. Yeah, so if you can only speak English and Rochiga, that's your problem. Don't, don't. Okay, back to the message. How can... <laughs> so there is no stupid what? Question. Most of us lack wisdom 
because we think they are stupid questions. So, you, you should, look, you, you, because you know born again, now you even have whole groups of people who are saying born again churches, as if churches can get born again and stuff like that. So you, you take it for granted. But this man is hearing the concept for the very first time. And so he does what intelligence, that's what, what makes him intelligent is that even though he's a Pharisee and he knows there, there's going to be a problem if he's seen with Jesus, he's willing to try something else and come at night. Secondly, once he starts the conversation, he's willing to ask childlike questions. He's like, born, born again. So he goes, mm, born again. Like he's not going to assume that. What does that look like? This uh, Rabbi, does the man enter the mother's womb again? You know, hmm? what's that? You know, some of these children's TV things. Something we I shrunk the what? Honey, honey, I shrunk the kids. Do you shrink the man and then he goes back into the womb? Anyway, I don't know. So Jesus. Next. So Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So he said, He cannot see the kingdom of God. Then he says, He cannot enter the kingdom of God because you can't see, because you can't enter. Yeah, you can't see a room you can't enter. To see, you have to go. So he says, you have to be born of water and the spirit. Now, there are lots of long, deep, wide theological arguments about this whole thing. So I don't want to go too deeply into it because I might also end up getting swallowed in it. But... By and by, some people say born of water, that's the natural birth. And born of the spirit is the spiritual birth. Some people have taken it a little far and say baptism and then salvation and all of that. But when I read the whole, I don't think that's what he means. I think it's a case of you're born, you're born again. The spiritual birth. Now, in verse 6, a very critical verse, he explains the spiritual side of things. He says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, born of water. So he's elaborating verse 5. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Very important. Very important. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. Like the part what came out of your mother's womb is flesh. Yeah. And it's identical. Your, your mom, your dad, two eyes, you have two. One nose with two holes, one nose, two holes. A mouth, a mouth. Ears, ears. Head, head. Shoulders, shoulders. Knee, knee. Elbow, elbow. Exactly the same. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. Feelings, feelings. No child is born without feelings. Because the parents also have what? And then he says, but that which is born of the spirit is spirit. First, give me First Thessalonians chapter five, verse twenty-three. We create clarity. Then you'll give me First Peter chapter one, verse twenty-seven or twenty-three. We create more clarity. Then we come back. Now it says, "Now may the God of peace Himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole what spirit, one person, soul, and body be preserved blameless." In the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. You are the same person, but he's saying you are spirit, soul, and body. So you, that's a basic understanding of 
the composition of a human being and salvation for that matter that your spirit soul and body the way most writers say it they say you are a spirit because that's the essence of who you are that's the part of you that never dies you are a spirit you possess a soul and you live in a body now every human being is going to live forever it's just a matter of where yeah now when you're born again this is how robert morris put it he said my body came from the ground is sustained by the ground and will return to the ground you see these beautiful people here with makeup on all of that is well arranged soil yeah you were born three kilograms how come you are now uh, I'll not name the number okay 60 from 3 to 90 where did the 87 kilograms come from where do you think the 87 kilograms came from from the soil cassava uh, pork cow cookies say it cake bread ugali matoke you keep adding yeah if you have never used the wing scale it's a mysterious piece of equipment that doesn't respect people so So your body is from the ground. Don't think that you were walking around and particles from the air kept adding themselves to you. No. It's from the ground. Your body came from the ground. And your body is sustained by the ground. You stop eating stuff that comes from the ground, you die. And when you die, notice I didn't say if. Yeah. Moses writes and says in Psalm 90, teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to what? To wisdom. You know, when you're younger, the last thing on your mind is death. You don't even imagine what, what is that? Yeah. But as people grow older, they gain perspective because they can notice that some things in their bodies are changing. Yeah, some functions are not the way they used to be. Yeah. You know, when you're, when you're young, you know you wake up. One moment you're sleeping, the next moment you're running. Now ask some people here. One body part at a time. Yeah, it just doesn't work like it used to be. No. Yeah. It's a debate. The leg goes down, then you pray in tongues. <laughs> then it first comes back. <laughs> so yeah, that's, yeah. Your body is really from the ground and will return to the ground. Yeah. Taka mu taka. Mfufu mfufu. Vumu Yeah when they are burying they say those things so your body will return now I have good news so he said that's the body and then he says my spirit came from God hmm? is sustained by God and will return to God One time, one time, I had a season in my life. It was a good season. I, I, I always have good seasons. Even this one is a good one. But that was a particularly good season. I was at uni campus. I was in my fifth year. I was having this spiritual re revival at a personal level. Things were happening. So 
I was at Macquarie University, so I was going to Wandegay. I don't know to do what, but anyway, I was going through. There's a small gate near Livingstone, near, what's the hall near that? You know, the university hall. And I was walking, just a normal afternoon. You know, lots of traffic, I'm walking, and then I hit my leg on, I hit my leg on stone. And then I stumbled, and for a moment, just a short moment, myself left my body so I could see myself falling but I was up yeah just and I was up and I could see my body falling then got back into my body and recovered and went on to Wandegaya yeah you ask the American people here they will tell you they've seen their bodies outside of their bodies this stuff is real. It's not forgery. You're not a cow. You possess a spirit. You're not a cow. You're not a goat. That's why we don't eat you. You possess a spirit. So, anyway. So, I, I do that. So, and you know, in the spirit, I'm tall. <laughs> yeah and light <laughs> yeah so i don't know whether because my spirit was like ascending or it's just that in a moment i could see that i way up there and my body was down there then and went on so your spirit when you die your spirit will be separated from your body and if you're born again you just go and, and be with the Lord. Jesus told the other thief that tonight you will be with me in paradise. Oh, yes. You see, human beings, they just harden their hearts for nothing. But the reality is the reality. Everyone must go. It's, it's a matter of where. Yeah. That's why some of us are very happy people much of the time and people can't explain our happiness because we already live somewhere but back to the point so my body came from the ground is sustained by and will return to the ground my spirit came from God is sustained by God and will return to God that's why people make a mistake when they're having a spiritual hunger and they try to fill it with things from the ground. Like food and drink. It, you're having a spiritual hunger. You, you can't look, you can't put water in a petrol car. It doesn't work. You're following. So your spirit, soul, and body. Now give me the other one. Ask for First Peter. That verse touches me. Niagara, let me see. Hey, I got it. One twenty-three. Together, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Yeah. So, born of the spirit is born again not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible which is the word of god ah you see it says in the beginning was the word john one and the word was with god and the word was god he says in first uh, corinthians six seventeen, he who is joined to the lord is one spirit with him he says in first john four seventeen that uh, love has been perfected among us in this that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is so are we in this world in your spirit you are exactly exactly like Jesus exactly in other words a third of you right now is completely like God that which is born of the spirit is spirit a third of you. 
That's why when you understand these things, it changes the way you pray. Like when it comes to stuff, things, you don't ask for things. No, you manifest things. Yeah, the purpose of prayer is to relate with the one who is that one third of you. And then these other things, they just show up. He says they will be added to you. Added. In, in others, they are not essential to who you are, but they can be added. Amen. Say, so I'm understanding. All these things. So, back to John 3, 6. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. You can touch it. You can see. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Is spirit. Is spirit. Ah. Can you find me two verses? I didn't prepare them, so I need to find them. One is in Hebrews 12. The spirits of just men made perfect. And one is also in Hebrews, maybe 12 or 13. How much more? The father of spirits. Okay. This is Hebrews 12, 23. Thank you. He's saying, give me 22 to 23 for context. But you have come to Mount Zion. Now, this is, this is uh, the writer writing to living people who are still on earth. But he's not addressing them in the flesh. He's addressing them in the spirit. So he's saying, this is what, you, what has happened to you. He says, you have come to Mount Zion. Mount Zion is the church. Okay, it's not the Mount, Mount Zion in Israel. He says, you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God. To the heavenly Jerusalem. He says, you have come. Not you're going. Are you tracking? You have come. Even though you are seated here in Nalia, if you are in Christ Jesus, you have already come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels. You have come. The things I'm teaching you this morning, they are not things that your logical mind can conceive. It is something in your spirit you 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 are agreeing with me because it is a spiritual thing it's not a physical we are not talking physics here and chemistry covalent bonds and whatever no the spiritual world is a reality and it's because we live on this tiny planet and we are so proud with it that we, we just lose perspective i was listening to bishop Doug just this morning and we were talking about the fact that it takes an airplane about either 24 to 36 hours to go around planet Earth. A jet moving at around 800 kilometers per hour. And then it says there's one of the stars. If you take the same airplane and speed it up to 37,000 kilometers per hour. Yeah? And you go around one of the stars. Stars. It's going to take you 9,200 years. You are one star. That's the ecosystem we are part of, and we are so proud here. 9,200 years, moving at 37,000 kilometers per hour to go around. Spiritual things are a reality. Anyway, you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, an innumerable company of angels, next verse, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven. Tell your neighbor, I'm already registered in heaven. You see, there's nothing as annoying as Christians who are worried about going to heaven. Instead of being worried about manifesting heaven on earth. 
How can you be worried about going to a place where you already are? Because he has made us sit together with him in the heavenly places. We are registered in heaven. Unless you are not born again. If you are not born again, you are not registered in heaven. If you are born again, you are registered in heaven and stop disturbing us. To God, sorry, I, I didn't put that as kindly as a pastor should. To God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect. To the spirits, you have come, you have come to the spirits, not the bodies, not the flesh, not the souls. You see, worldly imagery and communication confuses people. They talk about soul, may his soul rest in peace. No, please. Spirit. Spirits of just men made perfect. Perfect. In your spirit, you are perfect. Yeah. In your flesh, you might still be a jerk, but in your spirit, you are you are like Jesus. Mama, mama. Hey! What a shock. Spirits of just men made perfect. That which is born of the flesh, I don't, I don't want us to forget where you came from, is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. My brother, my sister, that's why he says that be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Renewing of your mind to what is in your spirit. The day these things occur to you properly, your whole world will change. Your marriage will change. Your business will change. Your outlook on things will change. Everything changes when you understand what I'm talking about. Most of the pain we go through in life is trying to live according to the flesh when that's not who we are. <sighs> okay, give me the other one of uh, Father of Spirits. How much more shall the Father of Spirits not? It says if, if we have had human fathers. Uh-huh, there it is. Hebrews 12, 9. Furthermore, we have had, let's read, human fathers who corrected us and we paid them respect if a human father corrects you pay them respect okay yeah that's the appropriate scripture ref, ref, re, response to correction by a human father don't be bitter shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the father of spirits and live god is a father of spirits God doesn't die. God is not the father of your body. That's why your body dies. <laughs> your body dies, but you don't die. Because God doesn't die. The father of spirits cannot produce a thing that dies. That explains... As Bishop Dad says, that explains why every 50 years there is a whole completely new group of people who occupy planet Earth every 50 years. Yeah. Every 50 years there are new occupants around here. And you better use your 50 years well to discover this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Some people extend their stay, but they find themselves they are fewer and fewer. That's why the Bible says you shall rise before the gray-headed because they are few. There is something, there is a grace upon their lives that has helped them live up to 60, 70, 80. If, how many 80-year-olds do you know? When you're walking there on Kampala Road, negotiating for uh, laptops, how many 80-year-olds do you meet? They are few. There are few people who have seen the grace of God to that level. And you should respect them. There is something about that God has done in their lives. Yeah. And if you honor that, you just might become a partaker of the same. Yeah. Most people die young. But you shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. Amen. Your case shall be different. 
because of the understanding you possess okay and the whole point is to serve God in your generation it says David served God in his generation yeah sometimes it's the uh, the amount of purpose in the years that matters yeah people my main scripture for today is supposed to be John 3 16 I it's far and uh, someone is over what about we do next are you willing we continue next Sunday We do another Sunday until we properly finish. Will you come back? Will you bring your friends? Because I'm looking at the clock. We are still at verse 6. I haven't even reached the official text that Pastor Blesso prepared. My goodness. Isn't that what happens when you open the scriptures? It's just too good. You can't. It's like, let's keep going. I will end somewhere. Then next, please next Sunday you have to come back because we have we have to reach the love part because this is of this love. Now I haven't even reached the love part yet, but I'm sure you're already feeling the love. Okubanga, the the one who created the star, where your aeroplane flying at thirty-seven thousand kilometers per hour needs nine thousand two hundred years to go around, comes and says, "Now I'm your father." That should flabbergast you. That should discombobulate you. That, that should uh, bamboozle you. That should mesmerize you. Hey! Yeah! Guys, if you knew, you know, being spiritually minded is a wonderful thing. It says to be carnally minded, you know, to be fleshly minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Romans 8 6. Yeah. Life and peace. For a spiritually minded person, when you ask them, where is your village? The right answer is heaven. Heaven. Yeah. yeah. That's where I came from. That's where I'm going. Yeah. Look, it doesn't matter how much you prepare your village. What, what. One day that place, your village one day will be a city with skyscrapers your grave will have been removed long ago no one will remember that you ever were buried there yeah so forget earthly things yeah yeah all these places where do you think there were no people buried here where we are right here it's now a city love god okay yeah that that's uh, you see when you when you don't when you don't love and serve God you just get depressed when you think about it. It's like oh this life how can it be this meaningless after all this hassle of waking up at five a.m. and going to bed at eleven p.m. then you just disappear no one remembers you and even your grave which was nicely decorated and even put marble even that one is taken away then they build a skyscraper in its place ah do you know why that stuff depresses us we were not made for this place. We were not made for this place. We are just passing through. This place, we were not made for. That's why it's so painful. We are not made for this place. Yeah. We were not made for this place, I tell you. Yeah. Verse 7. Do not marvel. That I say to you, you must be born again. Let me tell you someone, someone in this room. Do not give us another version. Because Marvel, someone think, might think we are talking about movies. <laughs> give me the ESV and then maybe the, the Passion Translation and any one of your choice. Ah, that one is saying the same thing. CEV. Okay. Uh-huh. You shouldn't be amazed by my statement. You all must be born from above. Yeah. So maybe you've been going to church. Maybe today's your first day. Maybe someone invited you. Don't be, don't marvel. Don't be shocked. Don't be surprised that I'm telling you you must be born again. That's what Jesus told Nicodemus. A very religious person, a Pharisee who knew the scriptures, who had been going to church from when he was a child, Jesus told him, 
you must be born again even me i've been going to church since i was a child and in senior two senior two a guy called kadome found me at the dormitory and told me you must be born again. i told him i've been going to church when from when i was a child my parents are christians he said dude that is your parents you must be because the father of spirits is your father it god doesn't father you through your parents so do not marvel that i said to you you must be born again do not marvel don't, don't be like what me are you am i the one you are, you are the one i'm talking to verse 8 give a seat to us in the kjv for purposes of entertainment and impact the wind bloweth where it listeth and thou hearest the sound thereof but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth so is everyone that is born of the spirit you have understood he's saying don't, don't, don't marvel don't marvel that i'm telling you must be born again it's not obvious the wind you can't see the wind you can only see the effects of the wind that ah this person is born again you see by the way they care for other people that ah this person is born again you see by the way they treat their spouse that ah this person is born again you see by their care for the people who have less that ah this person is born again you see from their language do not marvel but the wind bloweth you you can't see it okay but it is real yeah if you deny the existence of wind because you've never seen it you are not too clever because you actually have never seen the wind all you have ever seen are branches dust eh? what else dust branches flying things what and then you concluded it is windy but you didn't see the wind so don't discount being born again because you can't see by looking at Mr. Soke. Eh? Now he's born again, but you, you, can't, you can't tell by just looking at him. You just have to see the effects, the joy, the peace in the time of trouble. We are all supposed to be panicking. You, what's your problem? I'm born again. I have a father. Who controls the wind? Mm. Hey, I'm preaching better than you're listening. Do not marvel, for the wind blows where it lists, and you hear its sound. Let's finish like this. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? Gamba. <laughs> Jesus. Huh? Wow, Jesus. And Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel and do not know these things? In other words, <laughs> you can look like you should know them when you don't know them. Yeah, is it? Nick, Nick, Nico. Nico. You are the teacher of Israel. You don't know these things. And then he tells him something very interesting. Most assuredly, we speak what we know and testify what we have seen and did not receive our witness. If I have told you, eh? if I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe me if I tell you heavenly things? 
We don't hear things of body goes to the ground, you know. Spirit goes up, you know. Everyone who has had, ever had a near-death experience and they are born again, they will tell you they were flying all over the place. Those who are not born again, and I've had many of them, they will tell you they were going into some deep pit and they couldn't stop then. Something happened and they, there was a light, then they were sucked back. Yeah, I talked to an old gentleman, very popular, well-known gentleman, very high-ranking government official. I went to see him. I was doing architectural plans for him. He told me his, how he got born again. He, he died cold. And he went to this place for two days. Yeah, when he was in coma. They even had to use very high level means to fly him out of the country. He said when he came back, he just asked for someone to pray for him to get born again. Yeah, because realize all this high flying you do on earth is nothing. See, if I've told you earthly things, you know, how will you? You know, the good thing about the gospel message is that while you have all your science and history and whatever you said at school up here, in your heart, some, your heart is beating because there's something else in there. Yeah. At spirit level, you know the deficiency of the human condition. He said, how will you believe? Yeah, the stuff Ezekiel saw. Creatures with eyes everywhere. I mean, if we start discussing that, how will you believe? This one, they have wheels moving in all directions at the same time. Ah, let's just stick with these earthly things. Yeah, let's stand up and pray. Hey, thank you, Father, for your kindness and your love for us. Thank you for this great salvation that we have in Christ Jesus. Pastor Angie, Pastor Blessokam. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your goodness. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Father, that we have been given eternal life. That in our weakness, in our brokenness, as human beings, we can confess with confidence that we have a Father the Father of Spirits, who knows where we are, who can intervene in any situation, who loves us so much. So we bless you. May your name be praised. And friends, you might be in the room, maybe you're at one of our locations or one of our hosting centers, or you're joining us on radio or TV. And like Nicodemus, you're asking, how can these things be? And what I can tell you is what Jesus told him. You must be born again. You must be born. And you know it. There's a witness in your heart right now that you must be born again. If you've never given your life to Jesus. So I'm going to invite everyone to start praying right now. Just pray. Just lift your voice and pray. Let's have prayer everywhere. At all the locations. There's a pastor at the front right now. So wherever you are. Yeah, and I want to give you an invitation. Even as everyone is praying. To give your life to Jesus. And I will just pray with you. Just say, you know, you're like, you know what, pastor? I'm the one you're talking about. And I want to give my life to Jesus. Wherever you are, I want you to put your hand straight up. Even if you are online, even if you are at home, even if you are in the room put your right hand up straight up if you are giving your life to Jesus put it up until I see it if I don't see it don't put it down yeah yeah this is the time this is the moment this is the this is a good day to give your life to Jesus this is a good day to be born again all the people whose hands are down are born again so if your hand is down and you are not born again you need to put it up Jesus is calling you God is inviting you into a relationship with him. He wants to be your father. He wants to give you eternal life. Amen. So if you're there, I see your hand. Thank you. Someone else? Someone else. This is a good day to, to give your life to Jesus. Just put up your hand. Someone will come where you are. One of our pastors will come where you are. I put it up straight so I can see it. I'm seeing a hand over there to my right at the back. Thank you, my brother. Anyone else? Someone else? If there is a hand somewhere and I can't see it, oh, thank you, my sister. Welcome. 
welcome. You come to the front. Uh, uh, please, pastors, walk with, don't, don't leave her alone. Come, come stand with her. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, my sister. You're welcome. Just stand here. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you, my brother. I saw someone coming from the back. Someone else? Everywhere. Yeah. Thank you, my sister. More people at all locations and hosting centers. Someone needs to give their life to Jesus. Today. Don't put it off to tomorrow. Welcome. 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 Don't put it off to tomorrow. Today is the day of salvation. The Bible declares today, pastors, don't leave these people here. I need a pastor standing with everyone here. Thank you. You're welcome, my brother. Best decision of your life. You're going to see instant change. That one is guaranteed. Instant change. Welcome. 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 Anyone else? You see? Giving your life to Jesus is no more. So don't be there saying, uh, 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 Come, you're the one I'm waiting for. Yeah. Yeah. Come. Come to Jesus. Thank you, my brother. Welcome to the family of God. Anyone else? Anyone else? We're waiting for you. We're waiting for you. Thank you, Lord. At the different locations, there is a pastor waiting for you at the front, so don't hesitate if you're the one. Anyone else? All right. Can you help me? These are courageous people. They've walked boldly to give their lives. Can you help me celebrate with them? Now, the Bible teaches that uh, with the mouth, confession is made to salvation. So, you just pray the prayer I'm going to pray. When I, what I say is what you say. Is that okay? And it's just a, 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 a time of confession. Hey, someone has come. Welcome. All right. Say, so Lord Jesus, thank you for today. Today, I give my life to you fully. Take my life and do something significant with it. Forgive my sins and give me eternal life that I will live and serve you. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Come quickly. This is Pastor Kathy. She's going to take your contacts so that we can call you. So we walk this journey with you. Is that okay? She's just over here on the side. So kindly follow her. Uh, yeah. I'm going to invite us to start praying in the Spirit. Start praying in the Spirit if you know how to pray in the Spirit. If you don't, now is the opportunity for you to start praying in the Spirit. Also known as praying. Let's just lift our voices and pray. I get the sense that God wants to direct us to us being spiritual men. For us to be aware of who we are in the spirit. To be aware of who we are in the spirit. So let's start spring. Let's start spring. Focus, focus on the presence of God right now in this moment. Let's just start praying. You can lift your hands. You can shut your eyes. So that you're aware of what God is telling you. He's saying that you're the righteousness of God. He's saying that you will live and not die. He's saying that he loves you. He's saying that you are not condemned. He's saying that as he is, so are you in this world. Ephesians verse 1 verse 17 to, 9, to 19 in the ESV says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him having the eyes of your hearts enlightened. 
Can you say the eyes of my heart are enlightened? The eyes of my heart are enlightened. It says that you may know what is the hope to which he has called. You say, I know the hope to which he has called me. I know the hope to which he has called me. That you may know what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. Say, I know the riches of my glorious inheritance. In all the riches of my glorious and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us say i receive and i see the immeasurable greatness of god's power towards me i receive and i see and i believe it of god's power. right now i'd like you to focus on the fact that in christ there is healing in Christ there is healing that his great mercy and might is towards you and there is healing this morning there is healing this morning so whatever it is that's, that's bothering you I'm going to invite you you can either just put up your hand or lay your hand where you're feeling pain God is healing people in the room today that's who we are in the spirit in the spirit we are perfect we are perfect we are world to world Jesus and there is health so you can just put up your hand or you can put your hand where the pain is if it's on your head put it on your head if it's on your back put it on your back if it's on your leg put your hand on your leg right now and we're going to speak healing in the room right now in the name of Jesus God is here his spirit is moving among us wherever you are the different hosting locations believe in faith that God is healing you God is healing you this morning he says that by his stripes we were healed God was bruised and beaten and broken for our healing for our healing it also says in Exodus that he has taken sickness away from the midst of us in someone of he says bless the Lord oh my soul and all that is within me bless you so I'm inviting you to actually bless him as a sign just lift Thank your you voice Jesus. and all that is within me bless his holy name why who has healed all my diseases so whatever disease is here, whatever name you have, I command you in the name of Jesus to go away. You are a lie. You do not belong in this room. God has healed us. If you're called cancer, headache, depression, um, HIV, whatever it is, I chase you out of this room. Skin disease, I chase you out of this room. Migraine, I chase you out of this room. I chase you. You do not belong here. The Spirit of God is moving. Someone is starting to feel a warmth in their heart. You're starting to feel a warmth in their heart. God is doing an inner work of a disease that you have carried for a long while. We receive the healing in this room in Jesus' name. Someone here, you're believing for someone else that is at home. We receive that healing. We command that person to get up and walk. Someone, open your eyes and see. 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 Thank you, Jesus, for healing. Thank you for life. Thank you that you will not die. Someone, you got a report and you've been given a few months to live. You will not die. You're going to come back here in December and you're going to testify that you lived and you did not die. In the name of Jesus, can we just clap our hands as a sign and celebration that we have received our healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for healing. Even as Pastor Angela was uh, praying and prophesying in this place, I just got a strong urge to pray for someone here who has been having a certain fear of death on the inside of you. You've just been afraid of death. And the sense I get is that you've been having dreams and thoughts that you're going to die. And the scripture says that perfect love casts out all fear. Amen. And even as the apostle was teaching, he told us that we are spirits. Even when we leave earth, we are going to go to a better place. It's still victory. So I'm here to declare to you and to command that fear of death to leave you in the name of Jesus. Because of the perfect love of God, you are not walking anymore in fear. But you have the spirit of power. You have the spirit of love, of a sound mind on you. And you are going to live a joyful and peaceful life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Can we celebrate Jesus? Hallelujah. Amen. Awesome. So friends, may God bless you. May he cause his face to shine on you and give you peace. We declare that you are the head and not the tail. You are above always and never beneath. Amen. You are the healed of the Lord. You are the prospered of the Lord. You are the beloved of the Lord. You are not alone. 
God is with you. He gives his angels charge over you. So we bless you. And may the blessing of God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit rest upon you now and always. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forever. for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555. Say